Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are studying the book of Divrei Hayamim. We're now on Divrei Hayamim Aleph and about to study Perak Yodchet. To remind you that in the previous podcast, uh, David's uh, famous request or desire to build the Mikdash, which was denied by God, but God promised him the dynasty, and David then offered that beautiful prayer of thanksgiving. And so we follow up because David understands from the command that his job is to secure the kingdom and create uh, secure and peaceful borders so that his son may then turn to building the house, which is exactly what happens. So in Perak Yodchet, Vayhi'acharechen, so in both in the parallel and Shmuel Bet Perak Chet, it starts off with also Vayhi'acharechen, which means that this is now the next step and it follows chronologically. Vayach David et plishtim vayachniem. David then smote more plishtim, and, uh, because we heard several battles when the plishtim attacked from different directions in Yerushalayim, and he subdued them by kachet gat uvnoteha miyad plishtim, the famous city of Gat, which was a plishti city, um, not far from present day Rechovot, uh, and the surrounding villages, and he took it all from plishtim. Vayachet moav, and now he moves to the east and to the south, and um, and attacks and defeats Moab. And this, of course, is tricky because Moab is not only uh, part of David's ancestry, but also Moab is where David had found refuge for his parents way, way back, as we heard in Shmuel Aleph. And he subjected or subjugated Moab so that they would bring tribute to David and work for David. Now he moves north on the eastern bank, before it was south in South Jordan, and now moves north into what is present-day Syria, Hamata, um, and moves to Hamat, a city that we're familiar with today, uh, and it's a little bit tricky about who is the subject of the second half of the Pasuk. The simple read of it is that David was on his way uh, to go establish a, uh, a, a memorial or monument, uh, sort of uh, like a planting a flag, all the way at the headwaters of the Euphrates, or near the headwaters of the Euphrates, and on the way, he stopped and was uh, blocked by Hadadezer, the king of Tzovah, Aram Tzovah, uh, which is in northern present-day Syria, near the city of Aleppo, in that area, <clears throat> and uh, and he defeated him. The other possibility, which actually plays out well with the rest of the Pasuk, is that Hadadezer himself was on the way to Hamat to try to establish an eastern and somewhat northern uh, buffer for his own uh, for his own country, and that David defeated him there. We'll see why that plays out a little better in the rest of the Pesukim. So David captured a thousand uh, chariots and seven thousand riders, chariot riders, and twenty thousand infantry, and we have to remember that throughout the, certainly early Bait Rishon and pre-Temple uh, period, uh, the Israeli army was all infantry, and not only did not actively uh, encourage the development of uh, cavalry or of, uh, of an armored division, as we would call it, but actually eschewed it. And so therefore, David that's something we heard in Yehoshua Yidalaf also in the wars against the north. And here David uh, takes, literally uproots the chariots. But what it means is, uh, the way Chazal explained it, is that he uh, lamed all of the horses. So the horses could not be used. And left 100 
chariots that were still available for use, but most of them he disabled. Vayavoram Darmesek. Now, Darmesek is in simply a variation on the city of Damascus. Damascus, one of the oldest cities that we're familiar with. Uh, and he came, David, this is David, came to Aram Damesek, which is now further south in Aram Tsova. Azor Lahadad Ezer Melech Tsova. Vayach David Ba'aram Esim Yishnaim Elafish. And so Hadad Ezer is getting help, and David then attacks and kills another 22,000. Vayasin David Ba'aram Darmesek. So David appointed, what did he appoint? He appointed a garrison in Aram Damesek. Again, as a northern, eastern, uh, a garrison. So as we heard in Moab, that the people in Moab were brought tribute to David and were subjugated to him, uh, the same thing now happens in Aram. And Hashem helped David everywhere he went. Everywhere David is going on the eastern side now, north, south, Hashem is helping him and he's conquering. And fulfilling that promise that he gave in the previous parakeh. is evidently uh, some sort of golden shields that the soldiers had, but they were made out of gold. Asher, this is critical for what's going to happen later. Asher Hayu al Avdei Hadadazer, that Hadadazer soldiers essentially had them. Vaviyem Yerushalayim, he ends up bringing them eventually to Yerushalayim, uh, and that gold is going to be used later for the Mikdash. Umitivchat, and Mitivchat is evidently a town in the area in northern Syria that may have the uh, descendants of Tevach, Tevach, remember, is one of the children of Nahor, mentioned at the end of uh, Parshat Vayera. Uh, and, and in, in Sefer Shmuel, it's presented as Betach, which is simply Sikul Otiot, which is a common feature in relatively unknown names, uh, where the letters are switched, like uh, Yehoshua is buried in Timnat Cheres or Timnat Serach, etc. Umikun, we're not really sure where Kun is, Arehadarazar, but we know that they are in Aram Tsova. Akach David Nechoshit Rabamiot. He took a lot of copper from there, a lot of bronze. Ba'asashlomot And that's the same copper with which, or bronze, that Shlomo later used to build his famous, uh, pool, uh, Yamshel Shlomo. And the pillars of the Mikdash and all of the uh, bronze tools were made from that bronze. So that bronze was set aside for later so that we understand that the gold that David brought was also to be used for the Mikdash. And it's all fit, the entire piece fits very well with the previous parak that this is not only a war of conquest of David to broaden the, show the borders and to establish secure broader borders, but also to bring in gold and silver and other precious metals for use in the Mikdash that his son will build. Vayishma Tou, and in Shmuel he's Toi, Melech Hamat. Now remember that Hadad Ezer or David had been on their way to Hamat, which is further north. And so Toi, who was the king of Hamat, who evidently therefore was under siege by Hadad Ezer, he heard Ki David at Kolchel Hadad Ezer Melzovah. He heard that David had defeated Hadad Ezer's uh, army, which of course is very good news for him. He's now defended. So um, Tohu or Toi sends his son, uh, the crown prince, evidently, to David, for a proper diplomatic greeting, literally to greet him and ask after his welfare. But it's a it's a it's a diplomatic delegation. And to thank him or to bless him for defeating Hadadezer. Hadadezer and Tohu had always been at war with each other, so the enemy of my enemy is my friend, essentially. And he sent lots of gold and silver and bronze uh, uh, vessels 
as part of his tribute. He dedicated, David dedicated those also to Hashem. So what's the also? The also seems to be connecting also to the golden shields that we read about earlier. With all of the gold and silver that he brought from all of the nations, which we have not heard of yet, so several of these wars are wars that we have not yet heard of, uh, but uh, this is now a sort of a summary pasuk that David brought all of the gold and silver that he got in all of these wars of conquest and uh, and and brings it to Hashem, dedicates it to Hashem. And now the end of this particular parak, uh, which is really a sub-unit within these three prakim, and I'll explain that in a moment, uh, ends with a... Um, a, a list of uh, David's top officers. Shai ben Surya, that's Yoav's brother, he cut Edom Hamelach. And now we hear about the war against Edom, led by Abishai. Shmona Saralaf, he killed 18,000. And now Edom, which is further south uh, of Moab, and is in the southern Arava, um, on the other side of sort of southwest uh, Jordan. Uh, and further in demon into the Arabian Peninsula, they all become uh, subjects to David. And again, that line that David was helped by Hashem everywhere he went. And now the summary pasuk: David is ruler over all of Israel. He is uh, acting righteously and, and with justice towards his own people. And then the the inner cabinet, the chief of staff, is Yoav. Yoshafat Penachilud Mazkir Yoshafat, we only hear in this context, about in this context, is the recording secretary or the, the scribe of the of the court. Sadok Penachituv Avimelech Ben Eviatar Kohanim. This is the first time that we actually hear about Eviatar's son serving in this position. Sadok, of course, we're quite familiar with, uh, as Sadok and Avimelech Ben and Eviatar being the two Kohanim. Vishavsha, who is Shisha in Shmuel, is Sofer, is the recorder. Who in Shlomo's time is going to be elevated to chief of staff when Yoav is purged? Uh, he is uh, in charge of the Kriti and Pliti, which are David's mercenaries. David's sons, and it's unclear which sons these are. These are either sons who are the ones who were born earlier in Hebron, or these are the sons who are each one is the firstborn of their mother, or perhaps all of Bnei David. Are Harishonim the Aramelech, the ones who sit closest to the king. So we're getting kind of a uh, bird's eye view into the cabinet of David in the parallel pasuk. Uh, this actually clarifies in the parallel pasuk in Shmuel. This parak ends with Uvnei David Kohanim Hayu. Uh, that's of course very strange to call David's sons Kohanim. So now we find that the Kohanim is really just a position in the court. Rishonim the Aramelech, the first uh, citizens, as it were, non-government officials who sit next to the king. Okay, we'll pick it up with Perak Yutet. As I mentioned, this is part of a subunit. Perak Yutet, Perak Yutet, and Chaf are all descriptions of the wars that David fi- fights to enlarge the borders. Uh, and Perak Yutet will lead us to uh, what is in Perak Chaf, which is the war against Ammon, which was also mentioned earlier as uh, one of the sources of of the gold and silver and bronze that David brought in. We'll pick it up with Perak Yutet in the next podcast. Meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.